It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, this may be the only time during the uh, program today that you hear my voice because <laughs> I'm just – we're going to let our guest go. He's got carte blanche today. And, yes. And, and, and I know that, uh, that, Brady, you will want to interject things because I think he's going to try to push your buttons more than I do. Yes, and this is – well, everyone enjoyed this last year, so we're bringing it back. So without further ado, we'll keep it short because it is the intro, but Dave Taddy joins us for the whole show and the picks. Thank you so much for coming in, Coach. Brady, today will not be a good day for you. <laughs> you know this, but I have four personalities. One yes. is Dave Taddy. Yes. Two is Coach Taddy. Yes. Three is Sergeant Taddy. And number four is Tat Nasty. I'm not going up to <laughs> Tat Nasty on you today, but I'm going to keep it around Sergeant Taddy. And, and what I'm going to begin with, okay? All right. My poor mother, who hears me listening to the show in the basement, Mm-hmm. I don't live with my mother. I work from home. She watches my child upstairs. So do- Coach Tat doesn't live with his mom. Okay. <laughs> she always asks me, who is that on the radio? Well, when I tell her it's Brady, it melts her heart. Her star <laughs> catechism pupil. That is true. Seventh grade. Yes. And she, she, tell, she told me today, tell Brady he is in my play- prayers. Well, when she found out. <laughs> That you did not know that the Cologne Magi mask, what the Cologne Magi mask I meant, she wanted me to tell you now. <laughs> what was, that she, was a few when, weeks when, ago. When I had to explain that to you, you're in trouble. She has now contacted the Catholic Church and revoked your confirmation certificate. I'm excommunicated. And you will have to repeat your converse, com, uh, confirmation class. I have to go back her. to St. Stephen's. I, I just wanted, okay. she wanted me to let you know when you did not know what Magi meant. Well... To be fair, you don't think that Magi would be a a mascot for a team, but yes, okay. I will I will have my penance and I will go to my confessional so I'm not excommunicated. <laughs> but uh well, we'll have a lot to talk about. Obviously, that's just a taste. Uh speaking of Catholicism, the prep bowl, uh that there's a nice little segue. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a rivalry that hasn't been played in 17 years and and a lot of tough BWAC crossovers. Dennis, is there anything else to add to this intro? I might abstain from the picks this week. <laughs> no, you will not. Because <laughs> he Taddy's closer to you than I am. Yeah, that scares me. <laughs> when you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. 
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, you're back, Dennis Brady and uh, Sergeant Taddy. Thank you. <laughs> That's the level of tatty we get today. Sir, and, yes, sir. And I'm sure everyone <laughs> at home is going to enjoy this. So you want to start with Northern St. Clair. That seems like a good starting point. We usually start north, go south. Uh, Northern, one of their few road trips. For them, this game, I mean, could mean the difference between a regional game they host or not, but they're in the playoffs. St. Clair's fighting for pride. What I do know is this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, y- yes, and we'll, we'll see. Like, I, I, I know the Saints will, will play hard. Uh, I know they scored 41 points last week, um, and, and, and I'd like to keep the positive thought on this. But I've seen Northern a few times this year now, Brady. Their defense is legit. I think the Saints are going to struggle offensively in this game. And this isn't last year or the year before's Northern team 
where they can't get points. They left a few out on the field last week against East Point, but they also crushed East Point. Like that game was no contest despite the score. Northern will score enough. Just This, this is a tough game. For just one stat for you, and you can – Sweep it to the side and say it means nothing, or you can say it has there's something to it. They've played two games away from Memorial Stadium. They average 18 points a game in those two games. Yeah, but uh, they 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 beat Lance Cruz North handily, 26 six, and 14 10 you know, loss the, to the, Mott. The Mott the Mott game. They missed a couple of field goals, or we're talking about an eight no team, um, and also at Mott sophomore who's played. One game prior, gets his second start, and it's the first time he's got to play on the road. And Mott is not an easy place to play. I kind of see this as whose defense is going to allow over 14 points. You know, just looking at that, the easy answer would be Northern's defense is better than St. Clair's. Northern's defense has been playing lights out all year. But Northern's offense hasn't scored over 14 points on any defense that's had a pulse and probably (laughs) just knows how to line up. But but let's be fair. Uh, PH's offense probably hasn't scored over seven points on any defense <laughs> that's had a pulse. Yeah, the Mac Blue's not good. <laughs> well, no. and, and that goes on my little tangent here, and, I, and I'm going to ask Coach Perk and Coach Rollins this: at the Mac meeting this year, can you petition please to go to the Mac White? <laughs> at least prepare yourself to play De La Salle and whatnot. You know, you, you have that choice. I've been in hundreds of those meetings, and everybody's in there trying to go down. How about going up, going to the Mac White? play some good competition, and get yourself ready for the playoffs. But just because I'm on the show, I have to give my buddy Dave Thomas, uh, the special teams coordinator over at Northern. He was very excited that you were coming on. I have to hear every week about how many punts he blocks. I got to hear I get stuck on <laughs> well, sports on how they great bl- this They block a lot. So, so, so two weeks ago, I have to tell my defensive coordinator, I said, his name is Blaze. Blaze, I'm sick of hearing about my buddy and how many punts he blocks. Can I go get it? And just to let you know, we have a philosophy. Is we played in enough big games. When you get to that fourth down and you're so happy to stop that team, punt block, there's nothing good that can happen from it. <laughs> and we've, you, we've been there 100 times. So, anyways, two weeks ago I asked my D.C. if I can block a punt. He says go for it and we block a punt. But, you know, it's it, you, you just uh, – you know, I had to get my little rip in on Dave because I gotta, <laughs> I gotta hear about how many punts he blocks. Every well, week. he does block um, a lot. Of, by the way, if you're, if, we're, for we're those who give Alex Armstrong a new name, we're just gonna call him Block Punt Armstrong. <laughs> right. For those who don't know, Taddy coaches at Davison, so when he said, talks about his team, that's who he's referring to. But with this Northern St. Clair game to get back on track, and I feel like we're gonna go on some side tangents, which is great. It's gonna be a fun show. Uh, who is under center will make a difference. Uh, if if Bloint comes back, you know, sometimes there's a mental hurdle for some kids coming back off of injury. Sometimes it's like riding a bike. They get right back on. doesn't matter. That's if he plays. If not, how is Ty Fletcher going to do in what is probably the most hostile environment, at least crowd-wise? I know playing Mott down there is not easy, but it, there should be a pretty decent crowd at East China Stadium. Heck, there might be just as many Northern fans as St. Clair. But that's something to keep an eye on, too. Yeah, I just, uh, I again, um, the Saints have just struggled offensively too much for me. I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer because, you know, uh, like, I used to have a lot of friends in St. Clair. <laughs> well, and, and no, but they understand I mean, what's going this on. This is a really young team. 
I love I saw the Saints. They struggled to protect him. And this is Northern, a team that I know gets a pass rush. They've got Luke Fletcher back. Uh, I already mentioned Armstrong's name. Uh, uh, Hack is pun intended having a heck of a season. Like, they get to the quarterback. They get into the backfield and disrupt plays. And I'm going to tell you what, the secondary that everybody was saying, oh, they're young and they're going to get picked on, I haven't seen anybody able to pick on them yet this year. No. No, they really haven't. Like we said, in their one loss, they've given up 14. They haven't given up more than 16 in a game. And Luke Fletcher is back. And like you said last week, he looked like he was going to hurt someone. Yeah, I the, the, the first uh, uh, shamrock possession of the game, uh, I, I thought they were going to have to bring the cart out and, and get three kids off the field on one play. So I put a bow on this. I think the last thing with this is uh, St. Clair is going to need to produce an odd touchdown. Whether that's a pick six, whether that's a kick return, a blocked punt, maybe flip the script on Northern, but you can't get into a field position battle where you're giving Northern the ball at or near the 50 every single time and giving either an experienced quarterback or a a quarterback uh, getting his feet wet a short field to work with. Uh, And I'm going to give you a wild card for this one, Brady. You will say Amir Moreland's name in this game. He will do something good. So it's said, Swami. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, we will save the main event for a minute, but this might be the most interesting matchup in, in the area with Marine City going to Durand. And Durand will run it more than Marine City. They are a full old school wing T team. They are 8 0. They have some really nice wins on the resume. Uh, they've beaten. Uh, they've beaten New Lothrop. They have beaten Montrose. They've beaten Ovid Elsie. They've beaten Gladstone, who was undefeated when they matched up. Durand is a team, like we've said, is looking to make a run at a state title. This is a game for Marine City that if they want to say, hey, we're going back to Ford Field, I feel like you got to win this game. Brady, I've been listening all year. <laughs> Can you hammer Marine City and point out any more problems and deficiencies they have? I've told you. I, I know you're still wearing your Marysville Junior Vikings oh. tighties, <laughs> to bed at night, but come on, man. Do you think Marine City needs any more fuel added to the fire in their bellies? I think this is what happened. You and Coach Front made a deal <laughs> off air for you to come on every week and just spew negativity towards Marine City to get those guys any more fired up. Let's just put it this way. Four, four field appearances, two state championships, two runners up. Brady, they know what they're doing. They're going to figure it out. <laughs> Will they figure it out Friday against a really good Duran team, though? Because this is a team that you just mentioned all the history Marine City has. Duran really doesn't have that history. I mean, you look just a quick glance, their best season in the last, in recent memories, about seven and four. This is a team that hasn't had success. And me and Dennis were talking off there. This does feel like a game, just Marine City figures out a way to win. Yeah, you you keep looking at me. This this is a I haven't decided <laughs> what I'm taking in in this game when we do the picks at the end. Um, be, because again, I think Durand is a really good team, but uh, but but I, I for for me with with Marine City, and I've said this a few times, it doesn't hurt you if they don't win this game. 
They're still going to the playoffs. Right. They're still going to be the top seed in their district, probably. Well, it depends uh, on how they end up with Armada. And it could um, affect, I mean, if you win this game, you might be ho- you could potentially be hosting through a regional. Yeah. But but that that's my thing. If you do win this game, look out. Like, that could be the impetus that really sparks them. Well, I really think you have to look at Duran's last week game and them being a tough team like New Lothrop. You know, that, that to me was impressive. Fun fact about New Lothrop, here we go. All right. I'm friends with Coach Galvis over at uh, New Lothrop. Our buddy, Big Joe Gilbert, mm-hmm. coached Clint at Montrose when they won a state championship in 1998. Wow. I was also trying to get Clint to come to Port Huron. <laughs> well, buddy of mine, great coach, New Lothrop, great program. And Duran, that was a very impressive win last week against them. Well, and the thing, if there is something to knock Duran about their schedule, they've played a tough schedule, but a lot of teams they have played are as big or smaller. They haven't, I don't want to say punch up, but I guess punch up enrollment-wise. This is one of the few times Marine City plays a team that they're bigger then usually they're the one going to play a Notre Dame prep. They're the one going to play, uh, I mean, a few years ago, the gross point schools. Yeah. They're playing these teams that are bigger than them that should give them the challenge. And when we – Duran's nice wins are against D60, 78 teams. What can they do against a D5? And I think this is just as much a referendum on Durand as it is Marine City because I'm sure there are some people – in and around Durant saying if they lose this game going, all right, well, they played a big, big boy and they couldn't handle it. Yeah, again, and and neither of you are helping me right now. (laughs) So all I know is uh, it's going to be a quick game. It's going to be a lot of running. Don't know if if Zach Tetler's playing. And frankly, you know, and you kind of mentioned it before in your little uh, rant is – Marine City doesn't really – this game doesn't affect them too much. So, if you can say, I guarantee you Zach Tatler is healthy next week if he doesn't play against Durand, hey, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. And a week nine loss is forgotten pretty quickly yeah. if you're playing at yeah. Ford Field. Uh, my attitude is I want to win this game, but I got to win the next one. Because you're not going to have an easy – district in all likelihood you could have a rematch with armada you could you could have a rematch with south lake which for three quarters gave them hell um but i guess what i want to see from marine city is a clean game even if you lose a, a good game no limit turnovers limit penalties they've done so in the latter half of the season and i guess a consistent game because the last couple of weeks they slept walk through the first half and then went, oh, yeah, we're Marine City, and outscored them by 35 in the second half. Yeah, I, I do think they need to have a better start this week because uh, if you fall behind or have a sloppy first half, it doesn't. It, the second half might not matter. <laughs> no, but this is, this is one of those Week 9 games, Dennis, that makes Week 9 so hard to pick because you just have no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty much hating this Week 9. <laughs> All right. Anything else on either of the first two games before we get into Port here on Marysville? Because I have a feeling we're going to have a, a go for a little bit. All right, are we good? We're All right. Good. So Port here on Marysville, Dave Taddy, take us away. All right, just so everybody knows, when you look at this rivalry compared to a Northern and PH, this is how I would compare it. Northern and PH, that game is like Michigan-Michigan State. The Marysville-PH game is like Michigan-Ohio State. Okay, so 
What I'm going to do is I'm going to take it, listeners, down my little personal journey that I've had with this rivalry and tell some interesting stories that hopefully lead to both sides increasing the hate they hate <laughs> having their hearts for each other. Before I begin, would you like to say anything, Brady? I'm just going to say that I will save most of my comments for the end and that, uh, yeah, that there is this is a very fun history and for those that don't know that they this game was an annual game from what the 70s 80s up until 2005 like this was a game that was always played and that always seemed to mean something because that's when Marysville's cooking and PH was trying to become what they are today so Taddy take it away Okay, so it's 1990, and I'm living on the west side of Detroit playing for the Dearborn Mustangs. It's my second year of playing tackle football. Who was your teammate on that team, by the way? I'm going to get to Okay, that. thank you. My best friend at the time was Robert Sala, the curtain head coach of the New York Jets. His father, Sam Sala, was our, was our head coach of the team, and he had played a little bit in the NFL. Um, when they found out that I was leaving Detroit and moving up to Port Huron, they were really upset about it. They wanted me to stay um, to play for Dearborn Fortson. And if I would have played for Dearborn Fortson, I would have won a state championship as a freshman in 1993. But Coach Sala came up to me and he said, and I'm going to use my best Arab American accent here, he says, Dave, you do not play for Port Huron. He said, you will move up there, and you will play for Coach Braun and the Marysville Vikings. I actually I, never knew I, this. I'm in fifth grade. I have no idea who Marysville is. I don't even know who Port Huron is. I grew up in Detroit as a kid. I didn't know anything past New Baltimore, where my uncle lived. So I have, I have no Told idea. Told you the world ends at 23 miles, yeah. according to Detroit. Yeah. So, so fast forward 1993 freshman year. Coach Braun never came knocking at my door for me to play at Marysville. So game one our freshman year, we're playing Marysville. Our team is led by the legend himself, Coach Dick Hilliker, and Marysville's freshman team is led by the legend himself, John Knuth. Okay. They came out, they score on a seven. After that, we just take it to them and we win 49-7. And, and, and what, I, what I remember about that game is not the score, but I remember fans yelling. They're, they're, they, you know, they were upset, you know, feeling that we might have ran up the score mm. that year. And, and the thing I remember them saying is, this team will never stay together because they will never stay in school long enough to play varsity football. And that was one thing that really stuck with me as a player and as a leader on the football team that I knew that I was going to make sure myself, my guys that were doing the right thing, that we, we these people that were saying this, that we were going to overcome that, okay? So now, you know, we go into our sophomore year. We don't have a very good year. This is, that was 1994. Um, we were 1-8. Nobody's given us a chance. And – Dennis talked about this game on Tuesday. It was Dennis's first game, and it was the first game of the season against Marysville. It was the coming out game for my group of kids, my, my teammates. Nobody gave us a chance. Nobody gave us a chance to, lose, to win that game, and we lost by one point in, in overtime, like Dennis mentioned. I'm going to talk about that play real quick. We, Coach Ratchy, we were running the single wing at the time. We put in a 50-series play, which we ran it in practice but never did in the game. So what the running back does is when he catches the snap, he turns his back to the defense, and the running backs come through to, to take the ball. Mm -hmm. The running back never took the ball. I'm on the lead block. 
I'm kicking out the block. My buddy's leading through. We're looking with our heads in the end zone, like, come on through. But the running back never takes the ball. So what D'Angelo Sanderson Sr. has to do, he's got his back to the defense, and he just takes off on a beeline to the corner. Well, at the corner is waiting one, John Kakos, and we will get into John Kakos. <laughs> His family owns the Beverage Barrel, and I still don't go into the Beverage Barrel ever. I do every Friday night, actually. So, <laughs> so summer of 96, they decide during boat night that they want to interview people as they're walking down the strip. For those who weren't listening Tuesday, he, Sanderson gets stopped. It's a one-point loss for PH Marysville wins in dramatic fashion. Go so on. summer going into 1996, me and my buddy D'Angelo Sanderson Sr. think it's going to be a good idea to go on. It probably was Dennis out there on the boardwalk inter- interviewing people that came by. And we went on there and we told Coach Braun, we told Marysville that we were going to kick their butts. And that played nonstop in the locker room all summer. So we get into the 1996 game. Everybody knows we're the real stuff. But we meet our first villain. If there was ever a high school football player that was a movie villain, his name would be Joel Stump. This guy, no, no lie, was 6'5", 255 pounds, and he was the fullback for Marysville. Okay, I, still to this day, he goes 80 on us early in the game on a fullback trap. I'm probably, I'm probably not reading my keys. We're in the stunt front, which is a 6'1 front. Free safety spins down after I don't read my key and just blows by our free safety for an 80-yard touchdown. Also in that game, my good friend Brian Fowler, the baseball coach at, um, at Yale, decides he didn't want to play football to week three, so coach, Sergeant Taddy has to <laughs> kick field goals. Well, I missed two extra points. So that leads to the end of the game. D'Angelo Sanderson gets hurt. He is no longer playing. It's the show, the coming out show for Tony Washington. So we get to that point again at the end of the game. We're down uh, – we're down one point. It's not overtime, I don't believe, but we decide to go for two instead of going for one. Coach Ratchy did not call a play that, w- that we've only ran one time in practice. We <laughs> ran – it was called the power six. So we lined up. We ran the power six. They knew it was coming. We were bringing it to them. Hole gets plugged up. Tony Washington has to bounce it to the outside. It's a race to the pylon. Tackled at the same area by the same player, John Kakos. So – so you kind of understand, you know, for the next nine years of my life, I would still have night terrors in my <laughs> sleep about the, these games. Whether I was playing college football or I was in the Marine Corps in some far-off land. You're halfway around I, the I'm world. I'm waking up in night sweats thinking about losing to Marysville two years in a row on the, basically the same play and the same player making the tackle. So it, it's kind of made me into the person I am today. And if, if you have any idea who I am, I, I take football very seriously. And I think because of that, it has really led to, you know, me just trying to make up for that loss. That's right. part one. <laughs> right. And uh, trust me, there's a part two and three that we are going to get to. But, Dennis, you, you were there. Do you, you remember these games, right? I, I remember these games, and, and I remember these names. Um, and uh, I, I, I love kind of flashing back. I'm at that stage in my life where I remember the stuff that happened a long time ago better than I remember the stuff that's happened recently. Now, do you have any but, recollection of this interview, or maybe was it maybe someone else? Uh, it, it could have been me, and it could have been someone else. Boat night was something that I often had to do. Normally, they had me out there for the AM station, not the FM. Gotcha. The FM would be in the bread truck 
near the zebra bar, and the AM would be on Mr. Wismer's boat. Gotcha. Uh, a little further down, like closer to the the Seventh uh, Street uh, Bridge. So um, it is very popular because we used to we interviewed anybody who would walk by and wanted to talk. <laughs> so you go to Wayne State, you play in Wayne State, you enlist in the Marine Corps, and now part two. The decision is to stay in the Marine Corps or get out and coach football. And part of that was coaching college football. But part of my decision was based on figuring I'm going to get another crack at Marysville <laughs> one day. Ten years I, later. Listen, t- I could have retired this year. Probably as a sergeant major, I was pretty good at my job. I, I've, been on the, I've been on the history channel. So, uh, you know, if you need to look me up, look it up. Hunt for Osama bin Laden on the history channel. You'll find Sergeant Taddy. Okay. I could have retired as a sergeant major, but I, choose, I chose the game of football over the Marine Corps. So, I get back coaching in 2006, and all I want to tell Coach Kendall is, when do we play Marysville? Okay. For – the next 11 years, go figure, it was the first year I came back coaching that we stopped playing Marysville. Mm-hmm, 2006. But for the next 11 years, I fought constantly with Uncle Ryan and Greg Wagner. And Ryan they, Mullins, the old head coach, my uncle. They probably were tired of me going into their office, raising up a storm on why we would not play Marysville. Okay, and, and I'm gonna, now I'm going to tell the story. How as I know it, do I know this to be the truth? No, I do not. But years later, I'm now coaching at Davison, and you know, I'm I'm at Tailgaters, and Coach Tat don't don't drink beer during the football season. <laughs> I have one goal of winning a state championship, and that's it. So I'm I'm stone cold sober at uh, Tailgaters, and a friend of mine who I've known, is, I, I added up the years, we're just at 30 years, okay, and he was an assistant on some of the lower levels at Marine City, and he comes over. Marine to me, City or Marysville? Or Marysville, Marysville. Okay. I'm sorry, Marysville. And he comes over to me, and he's just like, Dave, you know, I, I needed to tell you this. And I'm like, well, what do you want to tell me? He's like, I asked him one day why, why they won't play Port Huron anymore. And, and I, I don't think he was the only one in the room, but I believe it was a, like a coaching meeting or whatever. And the head coach at the time, who was not the same head coach, pointed up to the ceiling where the trophy was hanging and stated they will never get that trophy back. Okay, and, and – and with saying that, okay, and this is for the PH players and coaches that may be listening, Marysville has no problem playing Northern. They have no problem playing Marine City. They have no problem playing St. Clair. Because if they lose to them, it's a respectable loss. But losing to PH is beneath Marysville, and it would bring shame upon them. So you need to be ready for this game. <laughs> That is the end of part two. Can all right? Can I interject what my personal experience was? Because I don't know if there's anyone more on both sides of this fence than me. So, thirty second history lesson: went to Marysville, played at Marysville, thought I was an all right player at Marysville. Meanwhile, the four years before that, I was the ball boy at Port Huron. My uncle was the head coach there. How long was he there? 14 years or however long he was. Winning his coach all time. Yeah, winning his coach, Ryan Mullins, in Port Huron High History. My, My two uncles played there in the 90s. My mom went there. And it was... It almost killed my grandpa to put on a Marysville hat on my first uh, high school event, and it was it was like seeing a deer walk in your yard. You didn't want to say anything and spook it. So that's where I'm at. So I'm at Marysville, and I want this game to happen. And I 
and I can't uh, uh, confirm or deny the validity of your story. And at this point, it's 2013, and it's been eight years or whatever. And I will just say I tried to get the game to happen. I tried to make it happen. It did not. Um, but, yeah, so – and I would say maybe at least when I was there, I would not – I would not give any credence to the notion that a loss to PH would be beneath us, but at least that was in my personal experience, and there's a reason it's called a rivalry. So uh, that's that's about it for responding to that. Now, I know you have a part three, and I want you to get to it. And this is a great, great segue into part three. I believe the statute of limitations must be over on this. <laughs> All the people are gone now. But I've only recruited two eighth graders in my 17 years of coaching high school football. One was Raven Randall, and mm-hmm. he was coming to PH anyways. Yeah, that wasn't that was a. And number two happen. is a gentleman that I'm sitting next to in this studio, Brady Beaton. Hello. And I, and I will break down this recruiting trip. <laughs> My beautiful. <laughs> okay, wife. okay. To give context, I had obviously had been the ball boy. I had known Taddy for years before this, so he didn't just come knocking on my door as an eighth grader going, hey, you should play football for poor here. So we have a very good relationship at this point, just to give this context. Go ahead. My beautiful wife, Melanie Taddy, who said I better give her a shout-out, mm-hmm. and I drive across Ravenswood into God's country <laughs> with Raven in the car. I pick up Brady, and I take Raven, Brady, and my wife Two Hooters before it shut down over yep. on the north end on his recruiting trip. You couldn't even get this type of hospitality when Wayne <laughs> State was recruiting you. Hey, hey, I ate on the river at Andiamo's at Wayne State. Th- this is a kid, and he, he talked about this a little bit. This is a kid I fell in love with the first time I saw him show up at practice. This is in 2007, and that was around the time uh, who was the receiver for Cincinnati Bengals. Um, o- o- Ocho Cinco? Yeah, Ocho Cinco was rocking a mo- mohawk. So in 2007, <laughs> all the kids on this. the team are wearing mohawks. What do you think our ball boy shows up in? A mohawk. Brady being in, how old were you at the time? Uh, 11. He's rocking a mohawk. I, I said, when I saw this, I said, I love this kid. I wish he was my kid. I knew he would be something special. Okay. We had, I think, 20-year-old or 18-year-old water boys or ball boys and i would send brady out there to fight them over pats and tell them you know clean it up man you guys are you guys are out of control <laughs> you know they're 20 at the time brady's like 12 all right i used to sit with him on the back of the bus before and after games it was me ryan mullins and brady we would be fired up for this game but having brady sit next to me and he would remember this i have led to this sports pers- persona he has we would quiz him on every college football team and every and what the mascot was. That's for, true. That's a true story. We'd sit in the back. We'd do that on every bus ride. To this day, I can go like, what is it, one thirty-two for one thirty-two now? And and not only and not only this, I get him a job <laughs> as the Port Huron Patriot mascot. <laughs> I get him a job, and he, he still said, has the uniform. The Port Huron Patriots were an indoor football team at Port Huron that he was almost the Taddy was almost the D coordinator for. Anyway, he still has the shout uniform. out. He, and he shout t- out John Forty out now, Mont. And he and he tells me no. So I'm gonna end with this: You can lie on air to these other coaches <laughs> in the area, who your favorite coach is. But answer me this one question, Brady. Have you ever gone swimming 
in your underwear in the river <laughs> of another coach in the area's backyard. Has that yeah, ever happened? I have never swam in another coach's backyard, let alone just in my underwear. Brady, we're going to end it here. Okay. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. <laughs> L- last, last part to, to the boys. I'm getting the rest of that story off the air. So the boys on There's the actually not that much. So the boys on the south side better be listening. You better play with hate in your hearts because that Marysville team is going to play to their last drop of sweat and last breath of air not to lose to you. This has been ingrained into their players all by the Marysville coaches. And the PH coaches better have their guys ready to play. It's not going to be about how fast Amari Holler and Gavin Troy are and how athletic they are and, and what fancy plays you're going to draw up. The Port Huron team better buckle it up and be ready to play four quarters of hate-filled football. Mic drop. All right. If you're still with us, we thank you. And that was great. I thought that was pretty good. It was great. <laughs> Let's talk a little X's and O's, Dennis. Because there are some X's and O's to talk about in this game. That's the backstory, and that's why we're so excited for this game that's been 17 years in the making. A game that we feel should have never left, and we're glad it's back. And that Brady is taking a lot of the credit for it being back. Yes, I will. this is a true story. I'll tell the story. So preseason, you know, in the summer, there's not a lot to do. Me and Dennis are, are chomping at the bit to get any crumb of football we can. So yeah. we went to the Marysville PH scrimmage uh, last year. And after the scrimmage, you know, we watch. I go down and talk to the coaches. And I said to both the coaches, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why are we scrimmaging here? PH, why are you going to Warren Collegiate Week 9? What, you have a team five miles down the road that at the time was a D3 team play this game. Make it happen. And, you know, to put the cherry on top, when I found out this game was going on was the NFL draft and where was I but at Dave Taddy's house. And Marion Stewart goes, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. We play Marysville week nine this year. And, Dave, you can attest, I think I had the biggest smile on my face I've ever had. So, game that hasn't been played in a while. We don't know. Both sides are banged up. It's week nine. You're going to be banged up. Marysville, they don't need this game to get in, but it could push them up in the seeding, maybe give them a three seed instead of a four. Um, and it's just a game you want to win. You go into Memorial Stadium. Port Huron High is, is you know, they've, they beat up the Mac Blue, but as we've mentioned, the Mac Blue isn't great. And it's kind of a, a prove-it game for both sides going into the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, again, like for, for Marysville. I think win or lose, they're going to get in. They are. But uh, a win here really kind of makes them or, – or they're a team we look at differently than in week 10. They'd be a team going into the playoffs on a four-game winning streak. Yeah. And, and, and that's huge. And, and especially that you, – you'd look at that last one and go, okay, that's a good win. That's, that's a quality win. So now you, you've got PH – Quality win. You've got Lamphere, which I think was a quality win. They're um, gonna end up eight and two. Yeah, uh, we're seven and two. Sorry. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's that's a little bit different than going. Okay, well, they're you know they're a five and four football team. They played really good that one week against Lamphere. 
But every time they had a, another tough opponent, they didn't do as well. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do much in the postseason. I'll say this, that I think it's going to be whichever defense can figure it out. Because I've talked about for a while, Portier on high hasn't played a wing T team before. And Dennis, you know, talk to any coach, Taddy, you're a defensive guy. Playing the wing T is annoying because if one defender takes one step the wrong way, boom, it's out the gate. But there's also different types of wing T. That and is true. And, and that's the thing, like, I mean, we I tell a quick story. We, you know, we played De La Salle. Um, De La Salle's wing T was different than Romeo's. Uh, we... we did a pretty good job against De La Salle. Then we go play Romeo, and we're down 21-7 at the half. And the one um, correction our defense coordinator is making, he's like, oh, oh I forgot. you got to stop. Don't stunt your D-line against right. wing team. I was like, well, I'm glad you thought of that right now, down 21-7. <laughs> well, we ended up coming back and winning. But, yes, the wing T, there's different variations of it. I'm sure North Branch does a different variation of it, and, and it's not something easy when you don't see it every day in practice. So – that's something for Port Huron. But here's the thing for Marysville is they're going to face some athletes. I know the, the one thing I can say for Marysville is I don't think Southlake is as good as PH. I don't think Lamphere is anywhere near as good as PH. But at least, especially with Southlake, they're similar types of offenses. They run similar schemes, so it's not foreign territory. Now, if they face the Gavin Troy yet, may, maybe you can argue with Marine City, but not really anywhere else maybe some of the almont kids but that's two months ago have they had to go up against a jaden ashford have they had to block a joe myuri and i'm sure you can name a few guys but have they had all those people on the field at the same time whether it's amari holler or nate oriel at quarterback does it really make that much of a difference they're two really good players yeah uh the, the definite the the talent and the skill um if if i had a a, a doubt on ph right now they don't have a lot of guys and they got a lot of guys going both ways so where and in a if this is a physical game like it should be where are their guys going to be when we get to the fourth quarter because that's i think that's where this game is going to be won or lost this time around is in the fourth quarter let's just use gavin troy as an example and i don't think there's anyone in the world that doubts how tough he is he's tough as nails but at the end of the day you're human Okay, you're running the ball, you're getting the ball, getting the ball, you run it 15, 20 times, and with a wing tee, hey, you're getting, you're getting the ball run right at you, or you have a guy coming out blocking, you're getting hit every single play. If you can't give guys like that a rest, could Marysville wear them down? Because Marysville has a little bit of size on the offensive line, and unlike PH, they, they can switch off offensive and defensive linemen where – PH has a lot more guys playing both ways, and it, it's actually supposed to be a decent day out, which might help PH, but still, you're in week nine, you're a little beat up. Who's going to be able to make it through all four quarters? Uh, the, I, I think the start is important, too. Because I, I, I think if you're PH, you want Marysville to have to play from behind. You want them to play catch-up football because they want to run first. Um, and, and if you're Marysville, you want to play with, with the lead because – you want to run. You want to establish the run, and you want to control the football. And uh, the other thing for PH, and it hurt him in the Northern game, don't take the penalties, don't have any touchdowns called back because we've seen Marysville do it a few times. They can go on long, sustained drives that if you do fall behind or you give them one, ask Almont came out on top, and I bet you there was a lot of Raider fans sweating in the first half that those long drives just are death by a thousand cuts and can be demoralizing. Yeah. So. 
Well, and I wonder how that game goes if they finish that first drive because they held the ball basically the entire first quarter, and then on a fourth and two at the seven, they got stopped. And and but that was still is one of the the greatest drives I've seen all season. So, all right, I think that's it. Uh, Dave Taddy, can you tell us what the trophy is that they play for? Can you is think? Is it the Herb Rosine? I actually don't know because it has been in storage since I've been old enough to know. So, well, I know what the I know what the Northern Marysville Trophy is because that's the Barbie. Yes, because we work with uh, Megan. Her name's Megan yes. Barbie. She has a new last name, and so when Thomas was playing Marysville, mm. we let her know we took her grand. He took her, her <laughs> grandpa trophy. So. So, yeah, I, I'm not actually sure what the trophy is, and shame well, I would, on me. Uh, with that being said, it's the somebody trophy. better call over there and call the <laughs> athletic director and make sure they bring that trophy. All right, Phil, if you're listening, make sure you have it. <laughs> Good news is it's a short drive if you don't have it. So that was just the MAC. We have a slew of BWAC games to get to. We have the Prep Bowl to get to. This is a fun show, and we're just getting started. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services 
Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And we're back. Hey. I got to talk. Yes, and it's time for the B-Wack. <laughs> which, which is fine. You, you keep going. I'm enjo- I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm being a listener today, more so. Like I'm I actually I'm, when you ask me something, I have to pause for a second. And go. Oh, he asked me. <laughs> yeah, I have the mics <laughs> in my hand. All right. So the BWAC, Dennis, we'll let you pick what BWAC game to start with because there's a slew of interesting games. There's not really one where you can write down in permanent marker the result. Well, I, I, let, let's let's start with Crosslex Freeland because I think that this is a like this this is could be a, a positive statement game for the Pioneers or a negative statement game for the Pioneers. I think they it's, need a win pretty bad, and this is a not an easy. I don't know if it's much if they need a win. They need to put a complete game together. They need to make some plays because I I, I don't want to use the term the stink of losing because I think that's a little too harsh. But there seems to just, we said it, something off. And they need to figure out a way to get a little bit of good momentum going. Because you're right. I think it's more uh, more reward than risk because if they win – they forgot about North Branch. They've forgotten about Almont. Hey, they just beat Freeland. They're going in the playoffs. And guess what? Everyone up in Pioneer Town is chomping at the bit to get another chance at North Branch. Hey, wh- where, when would we see him? When would we yeah. see him? Well, the other thing it does is it sends that little ripple out of uh, Croswell to the other teams that go, oh, okay. They Cros- figured it out. Croslex is back. Yeah. So, because right now they. I know they're six and two, but they seem vulnerable. And the mystique is a little bit off them right now. Well, I know we go on here a lot, and we really put praise Coach Legro, and we say a lot of good things about him. And 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 I really like what he is trying to build at Crosslex. It, it's not easy 
for your main goal every year to win a state championship. And I think that's what he is doing, the way he is scheduling, the way he's playing. That's your goal. And, and, and when that's your goal, and, and because that's our goal at Davidson, if we don't win a state championship, the season's a failure. And it's more likely going to happen that you're not going to win it. But, but the thing is, you have to be all in. Mm-hmm. That has to be your goal, and I, I believe that's what Coach LeGrow goal is. And, and I want to say something to him and his team. Just to let them know, in 2019, when Davidson, when we won the state championship, we lost two games that year. We lost week seven to De La Salle, and we lost week nine to our rivals. So we didn't even win our league, and we won a state championship. In that game in week nine, our head coach sends – our, fi- our power five quarterback that's going to Northwestern to block a PAT, our, our, our quarterback gets power slammed to the ground, blows out his non-throwing shoulder. Okay, so we're not only are we going through two losses, we go to Romeo and we're down 21 to seven and a half, and we get one of those speeches. From a from a senior that it's not going to be his last game. It's you know I'm not going out like this, and I'm like ah oh, man, I've heard this before. But those kids in that locker room really believe that, and I think if the kids at Croslex can really believe that that is their goal, that is their main goal, they're going to listen to their coaches. You know the coaches are going to make the changes needed to get this thing right. I I, I really think that they can get this thing going back in the right direction. I and I just want to let the the team at Croslex and Coach Legro know that. You, you, we know you're all in, and when you're all in, like I said, things don't always work out the right way at first, but keep doing what you're doing. And we know they have the talent to do that. Yes. Uh, and I know that this is also like a, a personal game, too, for Coach LeGrow, and I think, in general, kids rally around something like that. No, yeah, every time we're up there, the, the kids seem to love Coach LeGrow. I mean, he's a Freeland alum, if you weren't sure. And this is a team that they lost to in, in the regional final last year. So there's a little bit of, it's personal for everyone. They want to they wanna get that win back. And it's, yeah, it's just this thing because they have talent. And that's part of the reason why sometimes with these better teams, maybe we have a little more negative spin because it's like the Marine City thing. When the bar is as high as you can get it, even if you're higher than every other team but you're not quite at the bar, that's that's part of being the big boy program is one or two losses and people raise an eyebrow, which, hey, if you want to be a team that we go, hey, good job, you won so many games this year, you're w- working in the right direction – then you're not. Con- we're not thinking they're state title caliber, but Marine City, uh, Croslex, and I think North Branch and Armada are in that category. Almont are teams that we're putting in that we think the ultimate goal can is very reasonably a state championship win, and that's why we say maybe it the shines off a little bit because after week three we're going. This might be the best team in Division Four. Now they need to figure out how to get back to that spot. Yeah, well, when, when I walked out of there after the way they demolished Armada, I thought, wow. And I thought, wow, this defense. Like, we, we talk about the offense too much. Wow, this defense. And the, the defense has, has struggled since. Uh, the, uh, the, you, know, you, you mentioned it in the games that, that you've seen. Uh, both sides of the ball, they, they haven't been able to make – the play. So they've been in these games and they've had these they opportunities. They were Almont at half and they were tied with North Branch at half. Yeah, and, and, but they haven't been able to make the plays that we're used to them making. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it's more a psychological thing than what it really means. Seven and two just sounds and feels better than six and three. 
And again, you get the win going into the playoffs, talking about Marysville, now talking about Cross-Lex. You get the win going into the playoffs, and now you're feeling invincible. And let, let's use the hockey analogy. Sometimes when a goal scorer hasn't gotten – hasn't scored in a while once they finally get the next one they're probably going to score five or six in the next 10 games yeah and it just becomes it just all floods back to them and and it's a good analogy because when a guy goes in a slump you ask well is he getting chances and if he's getting chances you don't worry about it well and crosslex has had chances yes so now bury the puck yeah that that i guess that'll be our, our last words bury the puck if you're if yep. you're cross lex all right where in the BWAC do you want to go next do you want to let our guest pick our next game where he wants to go where's the best burger in the BWAC? you know where i'm picking where are we going i'm going to talk about my good friend and my buddy coach dave brown at emily city <laughs> absolutely former teammate if i'm yes curious. i and friend yes he was, he was a good friend i just want everybody to know in in Emily City, how lucky they are to have Dave Brown as a coach. And before he came in here, I was mm. kind of telling you about him. You were the one that actually let me know he yeah. was the he was the new head coach. Yeah. Well, I mean, not only did I play with Dave at Wayne State, but you know we went through the physical education program together, and he's just a guy that commands the room. You know, mm. and, and not like overtakingly commands it by you know by, I'm I'm the meanest guy here. He just he's a guy you like to listen to, right? Right, and. And not only is he is he is he tough, he also knows football. I mean, we win again. I keep bringing up our state championship in 2019. I like to brag, hmm. okay. But the year before in 2018, we got our butts kicked by Oxford. Well, who was the d- defensive coordinator on their team? Dave Brown, mm-hmm. okay. And, and and not only you know his football knowledge, he he is just a gr- he has a great art, and he's just a great human being. Um, maybe a fact you don't know about this, but. He did take over for Coach Wooster. People that don't know who Coach mm. Wooster is, he, he's uh, the offensive line coach from uh, Grand Valley. He recruits this area. Uh, I played with Coach Wooster. Coach Wooster uh, coached uh, Brady at Wayne State. But Dave had taken over for Wooster. Really? And I, I always thought Dave was the better O-lineman <laughs> because he was more of a hitter where, you know, you have some O-lineman that just lean on you and try right. to push you. Dave would sting you. And, and I'm just so happy that he has that job at Emily City, and, uh, you know, it's going to be really good for them out there. Well, I know the one thing me and Dennis were really excited about, or what we could tell right away, is his just love and excitement for it. Like, he couldn't wait for the first day of practice when we talked to him. Yeah, and, and we knew he was kind of behind the eight ball right from the start this year because of when he got hired into the job. There wasn't a lot of time to, to do what you need to do uh, for a, a regular season. And with Emily City, I don't think it's a question of talent. It's a question of getting all the kids in that school who could help that football program and all the kids at Dryden, too, right, because they, they co-op, that, that could play. I mean, like, Emily City could get good real quick if they got the guy in there that can get everybody who's not playing to come and play. Look what happened at Armada when they got a lot of the kids out and they got all the talent out there. Well, he's part, and, he's part of that. Oh, family. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he was, Coach Brown's part of the Rowley oh, family. Yes, he is. Um, but they play Flint Southwestern. Flint Southwestern's 1-7. Their only win was an eight-point win over Burton Bentley. And I guess, Taddy, you can talk about this. They get their first win last week. Not only do they win, they smoke you prep science and math 40-6. to six. How much of it is just that mental barrier of the kids finally getting that win? And you kind of talked about it with Cross Lex, starting to believe that, hey – we're good at this football thing. 
I mean, I think it goes both ways, winning and losing. Yes, right. you 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 create that culture of winning. You you know what it takes to win. I mean, just our team last year, we were five and four. We were in every game, but we didn't know how to finish. Mm-hmm. And I think the more games you win, the more you learn how to finish a game. Because, you know, you can play three and a half quarters. You're going to have that point somewhere in the game where you're going to have to overcome adversity and make a play. And the more games you win, the more games you – the more plays you make – and and it, it just becomes a nature of habit, and and I hope that is what's going to be happening at Emily City. By the way, this is a game that last year Emily City won forty-two to eight, so they ended last year on a good note. Uh, do you want to talk about Almont? Yeah, uh, Almont at Goodrich. I'm, I'm interested to to hear about this game. And I don't know what to tell you about this game besides the fact that Almont. Besides Hamtramck and MLA City doesn't really have I mean, those were the that was the back to back games where they played teams with losing records. Since MLA City they've played North Branch, Armada, Croslex, Richmond, Yale, Goodrich. And we'll talk about the Yale game in a bit, but if they win that one, they would play a they would have played a schedule where seven uh, or excuse me, six of their nine teams would have made the playoffs. And that's the case for a lot of the BWAC, but Almont is playing another tough team, and if they beat Goodrich, we talked about this before, like some other teams, like Marine City, like Cross Lecture going, oh boy, watch out for the Raiders in the playoffs. I don't care if they have to play Collegiate or Millington or Durand. They just beat a Goodrich team who is 7-1. and one. Well, you beat Goodrich, and then it makes you feel like they can beat those other teams you just mentioned. They lose to Goodrich, then you're wondering, can they get out of their district? I have a fun fact about Elmont, but I will save that for the picks. All right. Um, I do have some knowledge on Goodrich because that is out our way right. um, in Davidson area. Um, uh, our defensive line coach from the last couple of years became the head coach at Linden. He's doing a great job there. I think they have two or three losses, and two of them has been th- to Goodrich. Yeah, 6 and, nothing and 21-0. Yeah. And, and I know Linden's a really good team. Um, you know, the top of that league that Goodrich plays in, you have Fenton, you have Linden, you have Goodrich. It's some pretty good football. So, you know, up yeah, last Lake night. Corona, Owasso, Bordenville, Brandon. Prepping for my appearance to 345 in the morning. <laughs> um, you know, I was tough game to go through a lot of those Goodrich scores, and this 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 is going to be a tough game for Almont. And um, like I said, have a fun fact later on during the picks. All right, well, I know Almont is getting healthier, and a healthy Almont team is dangerous, and they're playing really good football. So is Armada. This is actually, I'm sorry, the one game that you probably don't have to worry too much about. They play a, a two-win uh, Kersley team. They should win that game, and then you're feeling if you're Armada, you're riding a six-game winning streak into the postseason, and they have aspirations to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, I lobbied to get this game into the picks so that I could have uh, what, what I considered was an easy pick this week. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> it's not because I figured Armada there were better BWAC games and. Well, I don't think I have much more to say than Armada is going to be Armada, and I ex- fully expect them to beat Kersley and beat them handily. Yeah. So let's talk about Yale and Lutheran North because this <laughs> is an interesting game. And this is a big game, a big game for the psyche. We talk about the learning how to win and winning a big-time chips-in-the-middle-of-the-table game. Can't really have a bigger game than winning in. And it gives you just a really good feeling about, hey, we made the play. Well, we earned a playoff spot for the first time since 2018. We're, we're working in the right direction. Heck, we talked about how Yale has two big 
JV, A, and B teams, which is something not a lot of teams have. And that is an asset for Yale that they have depth and they have a lot of kids coming through that are excited about football. And what gives you more excitement than going and playing a playoff football game? Absolutely. And um, Yale Park, I talk about Yale Park too much probably, but if there's one place in our area where I believe there is a home field advantage – it's Yale Park. Everybody who goes there hates playing there, and the Yale kids just laugh. Especially when they're not BWAC kids and they don't know what's coming. Yeah. Well, during my prep last night, you know, part of my prep was re-listening to my last appearance. <laughs> and I didn't want to have to say, I told you so. But I going back, uh, listening to what I talked about Yale last year, and I had mentioned uh, my buddy Brian Fowler, who was mm-hmm. the varsity baseball coach, just him telling me what he saw the change in with Coach Grunman coming in there and the buy-in the kids were, were having. And, you know, I had made a, a comment about it, like, you know, things are going to change there. It's just going to take time. And, and it looks like what I was told, you know, is happening, and that change is happening at Yale. Well, and this is a game that a year ago, down at Lutheran North, Lutheran North needed this game to get to six wins. Yale was a 2-6 and six team going in, and it was only a 21-8 game. And it's... It, it, we talked about the culture with St. Clair last week. That's a game that shows me, hey, the kids didn't give up, didn't roll over and die. And now you're rewarded with a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, you're not going to host a playoff game, but, again, that's a big step. You talk about building blocks. Yeah, the, this is a big jump, maybe even sooner than I thought it would happen. Right, because we weren't sure where Yale would be. I mean, we thought they'd be good, but we knew the BWAC was tough. So, I'm really pulling for the Bulldogs. This would be a nice win. Uh, Let's talk about North Branch real quick. They're playing Three Rivers at Okemos because they just wanted to meet in the middle. I'll just put it bluntly. I think this is a game where Three Rivers, they're good for their area on the west side, and I think they're going to meet in Okemos and find out what North Branch is all about because if they play even 70% of good as they played against Cross-Lex, they're going to be looking really good. Can't can't argue it. Uh, I mean, I I fought for a long time this season on North Branch. Uh, I had the wait-and-see attitude when they get into the big BWAC games because they were crushing teams, but they were crushing teams that that I didn't – That they should crush. Yeah, that they should uh, crush. But now with the the recent games that they've played, they're making me believe. Mm -hmm. I – I think North Branch is legit, um, and I, I think this would just, you know, put the uh, a, a little bit of whipped cream on the top hmm. of that North Branch Sunday for me. And and Will Damask is a really good player, but I don't think we give enough love to Ryan Henney. He really won me over last week. He was a battering ram. He's got speed. He's got strength. And th- it's – Taddy, you know, when you see a T at full capacity running at 100%, it, it's a fun thing to watch just from an outsider's perspective. It's a bear to game plan against, but it's fun to watch. You know, I really look. I didn't know much about Three Rivers. So, I, you know, I looked at their schedule, and they, they do play a tough schedule. They did win against Vicksburg, and people that don't know about Vicksburg, they're, they're a very good team, and they had a, a really close loss at Edward, Edwardsburg, I believe that's yep. what it was. Yes. 38-30. But, but then I started looking. Similar to the drop off that Cross Lexus had later in their season, 
and, and, I, and, I, and I'm wondering what's going on at Three Rivers because because the top of their season uh, looks a lot different than what's happened into their season, but they, they do play, like I said, a somewhat tough schedule for their area. So I just I just think this is a team where there's a good team and there's a really good team, and they're going to find out how good the really good team is. I We'll talk about it more in the picks, but I have a very good feeling about North Branch. Richmond plays Clintondale. Very, very, very unlikely Richmond gets in with a win, but like other games, this is a culture game. This is a Clintondale team that you want to beat, that you have a better taste in your mouth going into the offseason with a win, and it would end a three-game losing streak for Richmond. And Richmond has had uh, such a, a tough schedule to end the, the season. I mean, they, they've run a gauntlet the last three weeks, So, and I don't mean to slight Clintondale, but when they walk out on the field on, on Friday – it's going after plan North Branch and Almont and Armada. It's it's going to feel different. They've played <laughs> BWAC champ, third place BWAC champ in the last three weeks. Yeah, Clintondale fifth in the silver or whatever you are. That's a little different. Yeah, and I think if and Richmond has taken care of these teams. Yes, this is why they have a chance to win four games this year because when they have come up against a team that struggles. They've pounced on them. And last week against Armada, they did get in the red zone, I think, three or four times. They just couldn't finish. Maybe it's a game where you get some young guys learning how to score because you have some guys that are going to be around for a little bit. Keep that momentum going. You ready to go to the Ford Field in the prep bowl? Yeah, let's talk about the uh, the prep bowl and the, the school I used to go to that I hate. Yes, uh, and the school that I've kind of adopted as <laughs> like you know the one of my one of my favorites in in, in the area because they, I love this Cardinal Mooney team and what they've been doing. Well, because they're fun to watch, and it's it's always everyone loves an underdog, right, Dennis? Yep. Everyone loves the team that has struggled for a long time that Joe Cannell has now turned into a winner, and I'll give him the credit. He told us he sat here in what August and goes, "We have a good team." This is a year we can go to a prep bowl, and we feel like we should. And they've done every single thing asked of them. They beat Shrine. They beat them into the dirt. They beat Everest in a in a hard-nosed, grinded-out game. They make the prep bowl. Now win the prep bowl, and people are saying if there's someone to knock off Ubley, it's you. If you can beat Foley, not only does that – I mean, win or lose, you're probably hosting an Ubley or Beach game. But you win that game – People are looking at Mooney going, they haven't lost since week two. And if, if anyone who knows the circumstances, they go, Mooney could be 9-0. and Yeah, Had, probably uh, should be 9-0. and Which, that's a game, if you were coaching in that Mooney game, you would have been ejected for, <laughs> to the moon. You'd still be suspended. Yes. I've been suspended a couple times. It's not, it's you, not my you, first rodeo. You, no. you heard what happened in that game, right? You, you've been listening. I, this is what I'm going to say about Mooney. I probably shouldn't say much about Mooney because two of my 12 losses this year are because I picked <laughs> against Mooney three times this year. What hurt me was week two I picked against them, mm-hmm. and they lost to seminary, and that was my 10-0 and week. Did you hear One that? of the two. One of the two. So, so my philosophy was if Mooney was playing against a tough team, I was going to pick against them, the Shrine and Everest games, because I felt everybody in the area – would pick Mooney, and that's mm-hmm. how I could get the jump on him. Not that I didn't think they were a good team, but I was trying to catch points right, in the picks. Strategic picking. So, <laughs> so the last two weeks, I stopped doing that. 
But now I feel really conflicted because of this game they have against Bishop Foley this week. And I'm going to have to make a decision. So Bishop Foley is a team I want to talk about because their schedule, I want to raise a question about. I believe their opponent's winning percentage is under 40. They're non-conference. Pontiac, who I don't think has won a game in two presidential years. elections. Uh, I don't <laughs> think Pershing. They're 4-4, four and four, but you look at who they've beaten. They've beaten teams that a lot of teams beat. So kind of empty calories there. Shrine. They're not Shrine this year. Cranbrook is down. Lutheran North's 3-5, and five, and they won that game by a, point, by a touchdown and a Arbor Gabriel Richard, they beat by 20. Uh, they beat Riverview Gabriel Richard 29-28. Now, that's a nice win. Riverview Gabriel Richard is 5-3, and three, and their last win for Foley was against Old Redford, who is 4-4, four and four, but again, they don't have a lot of good wins. When you look at the difference in enrollment, because this was killing me, Mm-hmm. Does that make a big difference? Because is is Bishop Foley Division Six? They're Division Seven, I believe. Okay, because and cause Mooney's the, eight. Okay, so they are a little bit bigger. Right. School. Okay. Not by a ton, but again, I don't know if there's been a Brendan Hazen later that they've played against. I mean, and and the thing with Mooney is they have other guys. They have Trombley. They have Spezia. They have Nasser. They have Maaki. They have people who can make plays and Mooney has had some tests I think seminary might be would be the best team maybe on Bishop Foley's schedule maybe I'm undercutting what Riverview Gabriel Richard is but Lutheran seminary seven and one and their one losses to Ithaca Whitmore Lake has lost two games and and found Mooney out, went down yeah, there and shut him out it was 14 nothing six minutes into the game and talking to Joe Canelli goes we didn't play good I, I know we got the win we're happy about it we didn't play good so they have to figure it out. I know Bishop Foley has talent. They can throw the ball around. I think their running back has been out for the year. I think he got hurt earlier in the season. The one thing, though, Taddy, you brought this up before we went on the show, before we started recording. Bishop Foley played there last year. There's no ooing and aahing about Ford Field. Those kids have been there. Cardinal Mooney, and we talk about this when we talk about what they can do in the playoffs, haven't been there, and last year it showed in the playoff game. Will it show in the prep bowl? I don't know what funds Cardinal Mooney has at their school, but I, I'll tell you when we first went down there and played Ford Field, we went down there so our game was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we, we brought the kids down. Uh, we practiced Friday morning, um, and we stayed the night in downtown Detroit. And so we brought the kids in the Ford Field through the tunnel Friday night. I believe we watched Country Day and somebody else play. So our kids could walk through the tunnel look up into the stands, see the lights, you know, sit in that stadium, understand, you know, that environment that they were going to play in. I don't know if Cardinal Mooney's going to take a trip and stay overnight in Detroit, but like, you know, we had mentioned, you know, Foley's been there before. They've won before. Is that going to be the difference in this game? And, Dennis, we talked about it when we talked about the big house game all the way back in week one. Yeah. It's the old Hoosiers line. It's 100 feet long, 100 yards long, 53 and a third yards wide. Same size at East China Stadium, same size at Whitmore Lake, same size that you've won all your other seven games on. It's just a little nicer, and there's a fancy dome on top of but, it. And, I, and I'm going to say, and, and I, I think you guys were, were down there that same day that the Big Reds were down there. Um, Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, Michigan. No, yeah. We, were, we were the night, bef- the we night were the before. The night before. Oh, yeah, oh, night okay. Before. 
Um, they kept flashing your score up on the <laughs> scoreboard, so I, I wasn't sure when the games were played. But um, the Big Reds walked out onto the field looking like a team that was playing at the big house. They were looking around. They were taking pictures. They gathered around the, the M at midfield. And, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central came out on the field and looked like a team that was playing another football game. And that, that could very well could be the difference. This could be a shootout. Again, we talk about Mooney's defenses. Four shutouts, giving up 15 points since the seminary loss. They have given up more points in the seminary loss than they have in the other uh, seven games combined. All, all Mooney's big wins, have they been like low-scoring games? Even though with Hazenlater, yeah. when they're winning those big games, they're playing good defense. Well, and the one thing I want to bring up, you mentioned Hazenlater. He's a pretty damn good defensive player, too. He had 15 tackles against Whitmore Lake. We always talk about him running the ball because that's when he looks like Bo Jackson in Tecmo Bowl where he can't get tackled sometimes. But defensively, he flies around, and you're right, the, their big wins. Liggett, when Liggett had their guys, 8 nothing. Everest. Hazen later scored the touchdown and got the two-point conversion. Yes. Everest, 15-8. to Hazen later scored 14 of their 15 points. And then Whitmore Lake, 22-0. I think he scored two of the touchdowns. Those are defensive wins. Yes, those we, are. When you play against good teams, and this is something maybe as defensive coaches we use as excuses, but when we beat Clarkson week one this year and we only gave up 21 points, when you play a good team, 21 points nowadays is the new seven. Right. We've figured – we've kind of – Figured this out with, you know, the offenses, the passing. So when you keep a team to 21 points or over, that's like in the night in 1995. Right. When you used to keep a team to seven, you know, yeah, they, uh, against they, a good team, right, against a real get good one. team. And, but their one loss, 43. So anytime there's been one time a team has scored a second touchdown and not won the game. And that was in garbage time against Parkway Christian. And, and, and the only time that, that I've winced during a Mooney game this year is when somebody's run the triple option at them. And I don't think and the quarterback runs it. keeps the ball. And Foley they, can throw it. Th they struggled with that. What was it? Evan Wakefield was the guy's name yeah. I said a thousand times for seminary. So this will be a fun one. This game's 130 on Saturday. So while you're watching college football, hey, turn the TV down, turn Mooney up, and you can watch, listen to both. And if Mooney wins this game, Dennis, I might be I might have to tell myself to tame my optimism in the postseason because Foley's 8-0, and I think a lot of people are assuming Foley's going to roll. You want to go to the GTC East, or is there anything else I'm, I missed? I'm just kind of uh, perusing these games, and there's not a lot. There, there's not a lot. Memphis is playing Melvindale Tech. Uh, Tech is 6-2, and two, but who? Mem Memphis hasn't won yet this year, so I don't know what to, what to make of that because, yeah, who has Melvindale Tech played? Probably a lot of bad teams right. that Memphis uh, would have a chance to beat. So their six wins come over not our Madison, but Burton Madison, uh, Detroit Lincoln King, which is like three years old, Otisville Lakeville, Bradford, Pontiac Arts and Tech, and a forfeit over public safety. Yeah. That's not ugly. That's not Harbor Beach, and that's not, like like we said with Richmond, you get on the field and it looks a little different. Uh, Ubley, as I mentioned them, they will beat Reese 49 to nothing, and it will just be clockwork, and Ubley will finally go, oh, thank God it's playoff time. Yeah, uh, and, and I like Sandusky's chances this week. 
against uh, USA, and that would give them kind of a nice finish to their season because they, they played tough teams at the start of They'd the year. They'd win their last and, two and, games, which yeah. gives you, again, the GTC East is tough, and they had a couple close losses before Beach and Ubley. Speaking of Beach, they take on a Vassar team that upset Marlette. Yeah, they're not going to upset Beach. Or no, Vassar needs a win <laughs> if they want if they want to guarantee a playoff spot. If they lose, it's unlikely they make it in. They'd need a lot of help. But I think Beach and Beach has proven they're a lot better than Marlette. And our adopted GTC East team, Cass City, plays Beale City, which yeah, is they, like this, they went outside the family. The, the, this was supposed to be Bad Axe, and somehow Bad Axe ended up with Hamtramck. Playoff points. Uh, and yes. Cass City <laughs> ends up with Beale City. Thanks. Uh, well, Cass City feels they're in, and it's a test for them. If they can, if they beat Beale City, everyone's going, Cass City? Uh, watch out for the Red Hawks if they knock off Beale City, who on the year is 8-0 and lost in the state finals to Hudson a year ago after beating up. All right, eight-man, we have one really, 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 really big game. Peck, Peck and Deckerville. It, it's a big rivalry game. Deckerville needs this to get into the playoffs. They're winning in. Um, and, and Peck is pretty much where they're going to be. Yep, um, it might change a home or away game. Uh, again, Caleb Lettner, I think is again. I haven't. I don't have the, his official numbers, but I'm pretty sure he's under 200 yards away from setting the eight-man state record. Will he run for 800 against Deckerville? I don't know. Um, but they need. They need to. Uh, they like to get a win and send Deckerville home because they want to puff out their chest. And I'll yeah, tell you that, that if be... I was in their situation, I'd be all week. This is Deckerville's last game. Deckerville ain't playing next week. We're, we're the angel of death for Deckerville. Yeah. You don't think the mayor of Deckerville is going to have his team ready? <laughs> oh, yes, they will. He'll and be, they've played a tough schedule. They really have. He'll be ready to go. Uh, Brown City plays K-Pack instead of playing Sutton's Bay for a second time, which I think is good for everybody. Yeah, K-Pack but I, I, I kind of would have liked to have seen the rematch after seeing that first game. Well, it was fun, <laughs> but uh, – K-Pack has struggled down the stretch. They've been more competitive, but they started off a lot better. The, the NCTL stripes is really tough. and Or star, stripes, stars. right? They're in the stars. Stars, stars yeah. excuse me. Yeah, and they, they, have, they, they have struggled they had to since. play Kingston and Deckerville and Oakland Christian and Mayville, and that was the tough part of their schedule. Again, K-Pack has beaten the other teams. Right. But um, they have also not had an easy schedule for a I kind of say in their first year of eight compare them to Yale they're working towards where they want to be they're not quite at the big boy table yet they're getting closer I mean the game against Deckerville but they have also proven they are better than teams that they should be better than CPS plays Kingston Kingston's really good CPS has struggled this might be a tough way to end the season for the Tigers yeah um Kingston won the uh the Stars um, and beat some good teams along the way. And I think in Kingston, I don't know what the rest of the state is thinking, but I think in Kingston, they're thinking if they get out of their district, they got a shot. Yes, they do. So after all that, we have the picks next. Where no, we can talk about something else for a little while. <laughs> no, no, you, can, you can't run from it any longer, ah. Dennis. Your lead, I believe, 
is down to a game or two with, with the best of the fans and Dave Taddy not too far behind him. I'm dead in the water. I'm just doing this for fun at this point. That's uh, why I don't mind the picks. After after this, I don't know. If, if, if I lay an egg this week, Everybody's going to pass me. I think, well, I think I may be the only picker that has two 10 and 0 weeks. I'll have to go double. I'll okay. check my spreadsheet in the okay. break, but I know you are. You do have two 10 and 0 weeks. Dennis, you have about three minutes, four minutes until the picks. Whatever. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello. 
This is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. <sighs> are, are you going to intro you ready? Or, or can yes. I just play the, the let, music? Well, and... let me, let's intro this first. As we always do, we have to update the standings. And now, I we just putting this out there. We always do at least week one of the playoffs because we have 10 games. We'll discuss whether we go further. We're not going to do it to alter the standings, but we will at least go 10 weeks. Maybe we'll stop there because that's 100 games, and that's a good stopping point. So with two weeks to go, Dennis Stuckey is in the lead overall. What is your record? 71-9. and You'd think I'd be happy, right? But – you, Tyler from Allenton is on your tail. He went nine and one last week, and he's seventy and ten. You are the you and him are the only people in the world who are have seventy wins in these picks. Wow. Hot on your tail, then at, tied for second with the fans. Robert from Richmond, Sean from Marine City, and Dave Taddy, who hails from Davison in these picks, 68 and 12. Tyler Any from- relations to the Dave Taddy that's here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler from Allenton, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Allenton Tavern. I'm just going to uh, tell you, Lance, Lance Campbell had a good record, and then he came out. Yeah, and then the, the <laughs> guests, there's been a curse with the guests this week. Well, I, I told you guys this in the pre show. Yep. Not every pick I made pick on air is the same pick I made. Just, I want so, and, and so just you're, you're playing twice this week. So, so the <laughs> official, like the official record for the guest picks for like the people is goes on there, and then his counts towards the guests. <laughs> so, I, you know what, I'll have it pulled up so I can get any uh, contradictory picks. Where are the guests, us, and the people? All right. So the uh, the guests and Brady are now tied. Brady came charging. Uh, I had a good uh, week. I won last week the first time, like, all year. He went 9-1. and uh, Thank you, Dave Brown. Yeah, 9-1. He picked Croslex. Yep, that Um, was my one fault. That that was his uh, one And we all said. But but we all picked Croslex. We all said, wow, we all picked Croslex. Now North Branch is going to win. And what happened? They won. Yeah. Uh, And that usually happens when, when we have a clean board. I don't know if that riles up the the other teams because it, and it always seems to be in the big matchups we we slant to one side and the other side rallies. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you're 65 and 15. The overall fans are 65 and 15. So I'm tied with the people. They went seven and three last week. So you you made up two games on them. Uh, and uh, our our guests are are slumping this year. After winning it all last year, our guests are 59 and 21, limping to get to 60 victories. All right. Let's not waste any more time. Time for the picks. Woo! Fakes the handoff, rolls out near side. He has pressure from behind. He's hit. Ball comes out into the hands of a Mariner and into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. 
Quick hitter this time, and it's Furman with Rome. Down the far sideline to the 10, to the 5, and he is into the end zone. I don't know what we're yelling about. Damasca cuts up, slips one tackler near the goal line, and touchdown North Branch. Will Damasca just got over the line. Espinosa rolling out, throwing man wide open. It's Gonzalez. They got him this time. He'll make the catch, and he's into the end zone for a pioneer touchdown. All right, what did Bo Callahan do? He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny. He lied. Hand off Conan. He plows his way to the three, to the two, across the goal line. Touchdown, Tigers. He'll start from his own one-yard line. Up ahead to the five, to the 10, 15. He's hit. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. Vikings football. And Bloink straight drop, setting up a screen pass, complete to prone. He's got room. 20, 15, 10, 5, into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Up the middle, Hazenlayer. He's got room to work. 45, 40, 35, 25. Good night, Brendan Hazenlater into the end zone. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. Fun fact, the intro and outro for the past two years have been a little Dave Taddy inspired. Last year we had the Road Warriors for you. This year we have Ric Flair for you. I had to replace it. Ric Flair is a very good replacement. I want Dusty, a little Dusty Rhodes next All year. right, a little uh, hard times for you. Well, let's hope Dennis doesn't fall on hard times this week. We will start in the thumb. Eight-man football, seven-and-one pack. Goes to Deckerville, five-and-three. Game hasn't been played in about a, a cycle through the high schools. Still, a lot of animosity between these two teams. A lot of lots on the line. Dave Taddy, who wins this eight-man game and why? Deckerville starts with a D. Davison starts with a D. Deckerville is maroon and gold. Davison is maroon and gold. Peck beat Ashley 42-26. Deckerville beat Ashley 56-14. The mayor of Deckerville and Hall of Fame coach Bill Brown makes his return to the playoffs again. I have Deckerville. Dennis Stuckey, what a way to get us started. Have fun following that up. All I'm going to say is, uh, Leitner gets the rushing record, but Deckerville gets into the playoffs. See, I hate you two because I thought Deckerville was going to be the sneaky pick. And, of course, that a big game comes, and we all agree because I'm taking Deckerville too. However, the people like Peck. And not only do they like him, they love Peck. 93% of the people on the Pirates. Let's move over to 11-man. Deckerville was winning in. Yale is winning in. They host the Mustangs of Lutheran North. Dennis Stuckey, you get us started. Is Garrett Grunman's Bulldogs going to the postseason? Yes, they are. And I'm going to leave it at that. This will be a good ball game. It might be the last team with the football wins. So let's hope Yale's the last team with the football. You know, sometimes there's games you go back and forth with your picks, and I'm going to be up front. I'm going to pick what I want to happen. I don't know if it will, but I want to see Yale in the postseason, so I'm picking with my heart, and I'm picking Yale because when I picked against them in Richmond, they shoved it in my face. So give me the Bulldogs, Dennis or Dave Taddy. This was the second hardest game of the week to pick. I had no idea who was going to win this game. My wife wondered why I didn't come to bed to 3.46 in the morning last night. But one thing I know from being a super fan of Get Stuck on Sports, I know how hard it is to play at Yale Park. (laughs) Dennis Stuckey, I'm going to go with the home team, Yale. Make it a clean sweep for the Bulldogs. 84% of people taking Yale to make the playoffs. Stay in the BWAC. We'll go to a neutral site game. 
Three Rivers, I assume they have Three Rivers in their town, heads to North Branch, which is south of West Branch, but they play at Okemos, and I will get us started. I've said this when we talked about the game. I think North Branch throttles them. Give me a 25-plus point victory for the Broncos. They keep rolling. That that T is tough to stop. They're the they're one of eight teams in the state that average 50 plus points a game or more. North Branch in a route. Dave Taddy. I just go into North Branch and try to play a game. I feel North Branch plays a whole different game, and that's one of the reasons why I picked them last week to beat Crosslex when they play a corner named Bubba. <laughs> it's got to be hard to win out against North Branch. That's why I'm going. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Broncos here, uh, too. It, it, it's past time that I, that I kind of get on the North Branch bandwagon, at least for a week. All right, in MLA City, where former Warrior the, uh, fans? Oh, the fans, 100% North Branch, okay. yeah. Slam dunk, they, they didn't, no one even flinched. Former Warrior Dave Brown looking for a win, number two. Tartar Warrior, thank you very much. They weren't the Warriors yet. That... He is hosting Flint Southwestern in a battle of one and seven matchups. Flint Southwestern versus MLA City. Dave Taddy, does MLA City win two in a row to end the year? Little known fact about Coach Dave Brown, don't let the size fool you. I, I asked you to challenge Coach Brown to a game of racquetball. We used to play three-man <laughs> racquetball in the math eye. The big man can move, and he's hard to get moved out of the middle of the court. MLA City wins the second of the season and two in a row. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, I, I don't know about the racquetball thing. I do know anybody could beat me in racquetball. <laughs> I'm horrible at that sport. Imlay City wins. I'll make it a clean sweep. Imlay City won last week. I thought they'd win by double digits last week. I think they'll win by double digits again. They had to play in one of the best conferences for their size in the state. Flint Southwestern's going to leave battered and bruised. Give me Imlay City. The people agree. 80% of the people on Flint Southwestern. <laughs> Now for a game between two teams with winning records. The Raiders of Almont travel out west to take on the Martians of Goodrich. No, they aren't green, but they're 7-1. And, and, well, can they get to 8-1? Dennis Stuckey, you get us started. Does Almont win, or are they limping into the playoffs just a bit? My heart is screaming Almont, but I'm picking Goodrich. This is probably the one for me that I've gone back and forth with the most uh, this season. And, and looking at what Goodrich has done it, with their schedule. Lake Fenton's not a great team. They only beat them 14-7. Brandon, I don't think, is a great team. They, they beat them by 21. They lost week one to Frankenmuth. But their only other big quality win is against a Corona team. It is Corona's only loss. But I just have a gut feeling... Almont's going to get this done in that Almont's played a tougher schedule and they're playing better football right now. Give me the Raiders the win on the road. Dave Taddy. My friend, one-time head coach of the Port Huron Patriots, which <laughs> I coach with, if that's what you want to call coaching, John Forty now yes. coaches at Almont. Yes. Here's a little John Forty story. He Before I knew John, I knew his sister Amy. Amy played uh, softball at Wayne State. She was a senior. I think I was a freshman. Hung out a lot. I thought the last name Forty meant she liked drinking forty ounce beers. That's how cool Amy Forty was. I don't want to pick against the Forty family in this one, but it's going to be a tough game. Like I said, I have some inside information from Lyndon on Goodrich, 
So I'm going to go with Goodrich in this game. And the people agree with you too. Goodrich with 67% of the votes. Staying in the BWAC for one last big showdown. Mike LaGro's alma mater, Freeland, comes over to the sugar plant to take on Cross Lex, who's lost two of their last three. Can they get it right? I get us started. I really hope Cross Lex gets this right. I think if they do, they're as dangerous as anyone in Division Four. But Dennis, you got to seventy-one and nine by picking with your gut and not your heart. Going with my gut, and I'm taking Freeland. Dave Taddy. Good things happen to teams that do things the right way. Going back to what I said earlier, championship teams need to learn how to overcome adversity. Players need to trust their coaches. Coaches need to fix their issues. I think both things happen this week for Cross Lex, and they remind themselves what is their ultimate goal. And it's also nice to have this game at home. I'll take Cross Lex. Break the tie, Dennis Stuckey. Well, I'm going to help. Uh, Sergeant Taddy here on this one by picking Freeland <laughs> and guaranteeing that they are so fired up up in the north this week that there's no way anybody would beat them. So I'm going with Freeland. And the people, and that will boost Crosslex to the win. The people were almost split. Oh, geez, excuse me. But they slightly, God, how do I choke on air? They are slightly leaning Freeland 54% of the people picking the Falcons to beat Crosslex. Let's take a trip down to Detroit and Ford's Field yeah. as they get ready for the Prep Bowl, the first of two games this Prep Bowl season as Bishop Foley takes on Cardinal Mooney. Bishop Foley 8-0, Cardinal Mooney 7-1. Dennis Stuckey, I know in your heart you want Cardinal Mooney to win, but what is your brain telling you? That it hates Bishop Foley. Go Mooney! I'll just stay with that. Again, it's a 50-50 game. I think Foley's schedule is a little fraudulent. I think Mooney has a pretty good chance. If they played Foley's schedule, they'd be 8-0. Don't know if I can say the same thing against the Ventures. Dennis, I'm in solidarity with you. Go Mooney! They're winning the Prep Bowl, and they're cruising into the postseason. Dave Taddy. I said it earlier. I wouldn't do it again and pick against Cardinal Mooney, but playing at Ford Field for the first time isn't an easy thing to do. Foley has been there last year and won. After crossing it out six times, I'm going with Mooney. Let's go. <laughs> and you and the people are by themselves. They are non-believers in Mooney, 55% taking the ventures to down the Cardinals in the prep bowl. If you thought the picks were getting easier, they're not. Marine City travels to the railroaders of Duran, presumably going by bus, to try to knock off the undefeated Duran Railroader football team. Dennis, you started the last one. I'll start this one. Marine City on the road taking on Duran. If it was a, if I could get a guaranteed, completely healthy Marine City team, I would take Marine City. God, I, even right now I'm waffling because this is just a game Marine City wins. They just find ways to do it. But Durand has beaten some real quality opponents. I think they go to 9-0. In a tight one, Durand wins. Dave Taddy. Just to bring up 1995 again, there was a great <laughs> linebacker from Marine City named that played at Michigan State on a full-ride scholarship. But Marine City lore 
has known to state there was another linebacker on that 1995 team named Dave Donaldson who might have been a better linebacker than Wes Gammer. Just so happens, Dave Donaldson was my locker partner at Wayne State for four years. He wore number 42, I wore number 41, and we had the best lockers in the locker room right next to the equipment room. <laughs> Our pregame ritual was to rock out to the song Once Bitten, Twice Shy, Babe by Great White. You asking, Coach Taddy, where are you going with this? So when I look at the name Duran, it makes me think of 80s pop band Duran Duran. <laughs> Although not a bad band, Duran Duran is 80s pop, while Great White is 80s hair metal. I'm going to take 80s hair metal over 80s pop all day. Give me Marine City. Have fun following that up, Dennis. I just want to say, for anybody who doesn't know this, watch the movie Barbarella, and that's where Duran Duran got their name. The bad guy in Barbarella is named Duran Duran. All right, anyway, your pick? I'm taking Marines. All right. I never, I, I never pick against the Mariners. And I think, actually, my pick against them might have been the first time anyone's ever picked against Marine City on this show. <laughs> and apparently I'm the only one. Marine City, very ever so slightly, gets the pick 54%, taking the Mariners to hand Duran their first loss. Still two games to go. We'll start at East China Stadium, where I will be Friday Excuse me, Friday night as Port here on Northern looks to finish the season 8-1 St. Clair. Looks to end the season on a good note, taking on Port here on Northern, handing them their second loss in three weeks. Dave Taddy, you get us started. Port here on Northern or St. Clair in this Mac crossover. As I mentioned earlier about all things that can go wrong when you try to block a punt, hmm. I see this game 7-7 seven seven late in the fourth quarter because Northern's offense is going to have trouble scoring points against a good St. Clair defense. After a northern stop on the line, my buddy Dave Thomas dials up an all-out pump block to try to score points on special teams by himself. But roughs the punter. <laughs> get 15 yards on the first down. They go down to score with no time left on the clock. I have Saints 13, the Saints. If that happens, I'm gonna like I'm gonna ask him for lottery numbers that is the most specific pick we've had <laughs> Dennis Stuckey your turn I'm going with Northern uh I, I, two good defenses I just think the Huskies have the better defense yeah Taddy I love your story but I think it's a little big red blood running through you Northern's going to get this win their defense is just I guess the word I'll use is too savage they will they won't let St. Clair get near the end zone I think Northern shuts out the Saints but been wrong before. On to the final game. Oh, uh, oh the people have picked Northern 100%. Okay. So Dave Taddy's literally the only person picking St. on an island. Yes, he is, and I don't think he minds it. See, I think on air he couldn't take Northern. But, uh, but I yeah, bet on the picks, his other take, pick will be Northern. Yeah, well, we'll see when he submits <laughs> it. He the, just couldn't admit to people, too many big reds are listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, that was the first, that's why he separated them for that pick exactly. All right, the main event. The game that hasn't been played since 2005. These kids were barely alive when this series went on hiatus. Marysville at 5-3 and three gets on the bus for about three minutes and travels across Ravenswood up to 24th Street to Port Huron High and Memorial Stadium. Port Huron 6-2, Marysville 5-3, both in all likelihood in the playoffs. Dennis, this was the first game you ever did in the Blue Water area. What happens in this one? 
This time, Port Huron makes the two-point conversion. The Big Reds win. This is another game I've gone back and forth on, and I can give you reasons why both sides are going to win. But at the end, I have Dave Taddy sitting to my left. I denied him once about 10 years ago, and I'm denying him again. Marysville gets the win, and your soul leaves your body a little bit as the son of former head coach Mark Kaza, Troy Kaza, is holding up the trophy that you could never get your hands on. Dave Taddy, who wins this game? Contrary to belief, there are some people I admire that live in Marysville. My first boss I had when I was 13 years old Working at Bravo's Pizza on Military Street was Robert D'Alessandro. A lot of worth ethic that I have now is from my time spent at Bravo's. Well, Robert now owns Italia's Pizzeria in Marysville. In my mind, the best pizza in the Blue Water area. What a great family it was to work for. Big Bruno, his father, his mother Mary, his brother little Bruno, his sister Savannah, cousins John, Gino, Sal, and Angela. Some of the greatest times of my life were working for the D'Alessandros. And you ask, Coach, well, where are you going with this? As we have a lot. Can you spell or tell me the last name of the running back from Marysville? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sakuchi. Does that end with an I? It does. Do you think he's Italian? I don't know. Maybe. I I once knew another short, dark-haired running back Italian that holds the career point record at Port Huron High by the name of Chris Taddy. <laughs> Italian-Americans are great high school football players. I'm taking Marysville to win this game. <laughs> wow. And the- Give me the Italian <laughs> stallion, Sakuchi in Marysville. And the people don't agree with us, Taddy. 87% on Port here on High. There's nothing left to say. Dennis is at Port here on Marysville. I'm at Northern St. Clair, and I'll be at the Prep Bowl Saturday. Our schedule's online. Go look at it. There's nothing else to say. Let's take it home. Oh, okay. The Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.